0: To Eyes to See podcast, my name is Brittany, and I am so grateful that you are here and listening to this new episode. Um, I wanted to get started, um, on kind of where I'm going to go with this episode today. So yesterday, um, it was kind of a weird morning, um, just in general. So I kind of want to explain what kind of unfolded yesterday morning and kind of how I got to this podcast episode. So I teach early morning seminary, which is basically where kids come from the ages of 14 to 18 years of age. They come in the morning um, and we meet at our church and class starts at 610, which is super early for a bunch of teenagers and me because I'm not a super good morning person, <laughs> but I try. So I had this morning, um, yesterday morning, where it was just a weird morning. Um, I love my seminary kids as if they were my own. They know this um, and how I feel about them. Um, and as I walked into class yesterday, I realized that there were a lot of kids missing and I figured I knew that that was going to happen. So the day before, um, our and because they had come in contact with someone that was positive for COVID. And so, As I walked into class, I was kind of already feeling frustration myself with this. Um, And I was also feeling um, just kind of a sense of being done with everything. And I could tell that they kind of felt the same way, that everyone is just kind of over this pandemic. And not that hope was lost, I guess, in that room, but you could kind of feel like it was just a little dim. And so, and I had felt it too. I think we all kind of have felt that recently. And so on my way home after seminary yesterday morning, um, I got a text message from my daughter who is at middle school. And she was telling me that out of her whole seventh grade, that there were only 17 kids. In school today, and just through her text message, I could feel her frustration, and um, I kind of talked to her a little bit and asked if you know any of your friends were there, and she had mentioned that there were one, and she's she's kind of made the comment that she's like I just I'd rather just do online school, and so I could feel again her frustration and that she misses her friends and her routine and her schedule and sports and everything. And so when I get home, um, my nine year old, um, who is for the most part, super happy in the morning. Um, she had woken up on the wrong side of the bed, I guess. I don't know. And she was super teary eyed about, um, that she had really been hoping that this last part of her third grade year that she wouldn't have to wear a mask anymore. And for whatever reason, she woke up this morning and realized that her hope of her not wearing a mask for these last four weeks of school wasn't going to happen. And I think her frustration came out. And so she was, she was emotional about it. And I realized in this moment after all three of my kids have had separate experiences of frustration and um just I guess the hope for things to get better um that I realized this is what I needed to do my podcast episode so I don't know if it's (laughs) this is for my own personal kids if this is for me hopefully you are feeling it too and this might be for you that you might are just needing some sense of hope. And so I have a question, and it's this. I want you to think about it for a minute. It is, how do we find it, find hope, when we are in despair? And how do we nurture that hope until it becomes a part of who we are and who we are going to become? So hope is having connections with others to help us sustain us when things get rough. And so we all know that life can be hard, but when we have trusted friends or family members um, that we can connect with or talk to, that that will help us during these times. And that is hope that knowing that our friends and family and especially knowing that God is still there and that things are going to be all right and that we can rise and become stronger out of this moment. So a good habit to remind yourself every morning, and it may sound silly. It's kind of like one of those like pep talks. <laughs> I don't know if you give yourself pep talks. I I sometimes do <laughs> in my head. Um, but. If you, maybe you're not a pep talk person or whatever you are, try this because I feel like I've always said that there is power in positivity and I think sometimes we need to help our brains remember that. And so just a good thing to help you remind yourself every morning is this, God loves you. Your family loves you. And I am going to help someone feel loved today. Those three simple things. And so after you say that to yourself, then the goal would be to connect with someone every day who you know that you love or you care about. And it can be as simple as sending a text message or making a phone call or even leaving a note for someone. It can be as simple as saying a prayer or expressing gratitude, but that is how you have that hope in action. And so I like to think of hope as that light at the end of the tunnel. You might have heard that before. And whenever you've gone through a tunnel, um, especially if you're, for example, driving in a car, you don't. Know how long you will be in that moment in that tunnel of darkness, but as you get through that tunnel and you start to see that glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, that helps you to keep going and to keep trying and to not lose faith. So, when we lived in Virginia, um, we were traveling to the beach one day and There is this crazy underwater tunnel. You can Google it. Um, It is 4.6 miles long, which doesn't sound very long. But when you go in it, it seems so much longer, especially when you're realizing that you're, like, under the ocean. (laughs) And it's just – it's a really crazy experience. And so – This tunnel is a little bit different than other tunnels in that it is actually well lit. So you're not in darkness. It's not like you're looking for the light. Um, But it's a little bit different in that you want to be in the sunlight and above ground. Because when you start to realize that you're underneath all of this water in this tunnel. And that kind of makes your mind kind of just feel, I want to say like heavy almost. And so I was, I I remember going through that tunnel and I kind of like at moments would like close my eyes and have to just like kind of go to a happy place because it bothered me so much to realize like really what my surroundings were and where I was and I was missing the safety of the land above ground. And I remember when we had actually come to the entrance, I remember looking ahead and thinking, oh my gosh, it looks like we're really going to like just drive right into the ocean, the way the ocean and the tunnel met each other. And if I'm being honest, it was kind of scary. Um, And I couldn't wait to get out of that tunnel. And I had just like this unsettling feeling um, because I hadn't experienced what we were about to do. And so once we made it through those 4.6 miles, um, I remember coming out of the tunnel and was like feeling so fantastic. Like we made it and the tunnel didn't collapse and all these things came to mind and I felt so good. Like I did it, I made it. And so after that moment, my hope had returned that, knowing when we were going to come back through this tunnel, that it would be okay, all would be well, and we would go back through it again, and my hope would remain strong because I had already accomplished going through this underground tunnel. And so I love the thought that hope turns to faith when we turn it. To God. And Heavenly Father loves us so much that as we lean into His plan and we face that uncertainty with hope, we learn to find joy in those simple things. And we will discover strength when we just keep going. And so I've always felt as if hope and faith were like a best friend necklace. You remember those? Where they're like magnetic, and you'd give one half of the heart to a friend, and you'd keep the other, and then when you came together, you could put them together like a puzzle. And so they perfectly fit together. And they, faith and hope, they work perfectly together. And so you might have heard the phrase that faith is can be compared to like a mustard seed. And there's actually a scripture that There's actually quite a few, actually, of scriptures, but um, there's one found in Matthew, and it says um, in chapter 17, verse 20, it says, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So I don't know if you've seen a mustard seed before, but honestly, it's tiny. And so if you aren't sure what it looks like or you need a refresher, um, Google it. It's really, it's crazy how small this seed is. And as I was looking and just kind of, you know, refreshing my memory about this little mustard seed, I actually did, it sounds funny, but I did some research on this little mustard seed. And for some reason in my brain, I don't know about you, I thought, you know, I think initially in your mind, sometimes you think, you know, that if you plant a seed and it grows, it grows into like a tree is kind of where your mindset goes. And so that's kind of what I thought for whatever reason that a mustard seed grows into a mustard tree. And what I learned was it actually doesn't grow into a tree at all. It grows into a bush. And so I thought that that was kind of interesting. I didn't know this. And so I decided to look more into this whole mustard seed and how it grows. And so what I found out was that mustard bushes, so they're not trees, can reach anywhere between 6 and 20 feet high. And they can have a 20-foot spread, so the width. So these are big bushes. And so I can see how maybe you would kind of think that maybe it was some type of tree, but it's not. And this is the other, my favorite part about this mustard bush that I just absolutely love that I did not know. So mustard bushes come from arid climates, which means that they have to evolve to deal with poor soil or scarce moisture and including like extreme heat, but they do it. They figure it out. They figure out how to evolve with their surroundings because ultimately they want to grow and they want to survive and they want to keep going and they want to keep trying. And so I think that is also an important lesson about this mustard seed and the mustard bush as it grows because here you have this little seed that is going to grow, but it has to evolve and it has to adapt with its surroundings and it has to be all in if it's going to survive. So, doesn't that sound like you and I? Here we are on our own personal journey. We come from all different seasons of life, we've all been through different trials or different challenges, and yet. We still are trying to grow and we have to evolve and adapt to the surroundings and to life's challenges that come our way if we're going to survive in our journey back home to our Heavenly Father. And so just as a reminder that remember that hope comes so faith and because of faith that we can rely on our Savior Jesus Christ, and so since it all begins with hope, I have a few suggestions to practice um, just being hopeful. I think sometimes we need that remind; those little reminders, kind of. Sometimes I feel like we forget, or we're not sure where to start, maybe. And so I have a few. I have six. There's not too many. So the first one is. And I kind of talked about this in my last podcast with um, meditation. So the first one is make room for quiet time every single day and meditate all the good things in your life and just try to be grateful. The second one is believe that God knows you and really does care about how you live your life. The third one is know that you have a purpose. Pray to understand it and to seek it out. Four is express your love. Send a text message, an email, or a letter to someone who has made a difference in your life. And don't just do that once. Do that often. Five, when things are hard... Remember, this too shall pass. And the last one is forgive. Be quick about it and complete and then let it go. So last year, Jeffrey Holland, who I have talked about him before in other episodes, but he is one of my very favorite people on this earth. And he... um talked about um, having hope, a brightness of hope last year. And I wanted just to read a few things that he had mentioned. And this is what he had said. This was last year. And he said, as the world continues to battle an all hands on deck war with COVID-19, a solemn reminder that a virus a thousand times smaller than a grain of sand can bring entire populations and global economics to their knees. However, hope can be found in the Savior Jesus Christ. He went on to say, We can hope. We should hope. Even when facing the most unsurmountable odds. When our backs are to the wall, and as the hymn says, other helpers fail, and comforts flee among our most indispensable virtues will be this precious gift of hope linked extricably to our faith in God and our charity to others when the world conquers the pandemic and we will he emphasized May we be equally committed to freeing the world from the virus of hunger, freeing neighborhoods and nations from the virus of poverty. May we hope for schools where students are taught, not terrified they will be shot, and for the gift of personal dignity for every child of God, unmarred by any form of racial, ethnic, or religious prejudice. He goes on to say, lastly, the future is going to be as miracle-filled and bountifully blessed as the past has been. We have every reason to hope for blessings, even greater than those we have already received. End quote. So, for any of you that may be struggling, whether it's you personally, whether it is A family member? Your kids? Your spouse? A friend? There is some advice. Remind them and yourself to be hopeful. Be happy and smile. Remember that God is on your side. He is not an angry, vicious God trying to trip you. He is for you not against you. So as I end this episode, my hope and prayer for each of us is to remember that hope will give us courage to do those things we don't believe we are capable of. We can be like that little mustard seed, trying our best to grow and adapt to our surroundings. We can we must never give up. We can choose to have hope and faith. It will be all right in the end. We must trust God and believe in good things to come. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode about hope. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and weekend. Enjoy the sunshine and remember to have hope. Talk to you soon.